Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. They all have sort of a common story in how the church has reacted to their trauma. Mm -hmm. And many of those reactions were, um, you are not praying hard enough. Um, You know, if you had a little more faith, this wouldn't be happening to you. So what happens when that happens, right? It just drives you deeper into your grief and... and Isolation. Isolation. Loneliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so we want to, um, so they all have said, if my story can help one other person, I want to tell that story. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was Derek. a golden boy. And all we can do right now is come Extreme together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. So glad to have you today on Life Support. What we do in this program is we like to tell stories. We talk about redemption and how Jesus changes lives. And we're got a, going a little bit of a different direction today, but a really exciting one. And my guest is the executive director and co-founder of Five Stone Media. You've heard me refer to Five Stone Media a number of times. His name is Steve Johnson, and Steve is uh, got some exciting things to share. So welcome. Good to have you here. And it's good to have you because you actually run the show. <laughs> so um, we had to have you. Which show are you talking about? Well, I, I think run? the one you're on right okay. now. And it's funny because we both have the same last name, too, which is quite a coincidence. It is quite a coincidence. We also have the same parents, oh. which ne- neither of us are proud of. But we, uh, I think it's the other way around, Paul. That's they're, right. They're, they're not proud of either one of exactly. us. Exactly. So. All right, so you uh, run this organization called Five Stone Media. Uh, tell me the kind of the genesis of that organization and the, and sure. the reason behind it. Well, it, I mean, it started 17 years ago. Uh, my background is video, television, production. Uh, I spent my career as, by and large, a television producer. And we uh, were at a, a gathering of uh, men from various churches around the Midwest at a, uh, a gathering at a, a camp in Wisconsin 17 years ago. And uh, a guy named John Turnipseed was asked to get up and share his story. And John stood up and said he had 30 members of his family in prison and 10 for first-degree murder. And he was the head of the fathering center at Urban Ventures in Minneapolis. And so the storytelling part of me was my interest was peaked, to say the least. And so uh, I approached John. I go, would you be interested in having some guys tell part of your story? And he said, yeah. He said, you know, God actually kind of shared a vision that that would happen at some point, and here you guys are. So um, all keeping our day jobs, I rounded up four colleagues, and we formed Five Stone Media as a nonprofit, literally just to tell one story. That's That was our intention. We were going to do a, a short video to give to John to speak, and John's been on the show several times. Yes, he has. And so he's familiar with uh, a a lot of the people here. But God had other plans, and um, that one video ended up being three short films that kind of took on a life of their own all over the world, uh, in other countries, translated into other languages. And then we uh, asked John to just kind of, I mean, John's a, a former felon, spent a lot of time behind bars, and now he's a preacher. So kind of do a brain dump for us on how you changed your life 
And so he did that, and then we rounded up some other interviews of people like John, and that became a, a prison curriculum that we debuted in 2014 called Lifeblood. Uh, we have a men's version that's facilitated in, in prisons and jails, and we have a women's version, too, that's hosted by Ray Charles' daughter, Sheila Ray Charles. And that's uh, in several states around the country. But what we found in facilitating in the prisons was that stories of shared experiences really were powerful. Because it's not, it's in, with no disrespect to pastors, it's not a pastor coming in and sharing Bible verses or preaching a sermon. It's people like them that mm-hmm. have changed their lives. Um, and they're all stories of Christian transformation, and we welcome all faiths. I mean, we've had Muslims in our classes. We've had atheists. And, and, uh, but all of our stories are, are Christian transformation. And so, uh, you know, the other, the other thing we found uh, was that they all had kind of the same thing in common and that they were a victim of some sort of a childhood trauma. And so we knew at that point we wanted to tell more stories that maybe were trauma-based, but we weren't quite sure what that looked like. And then a retired mental health professional came into our world named Terry Hans, and she said, you guys got to do that. Uh, And she goes, I have stories that I will bring to you. I have mental health professionals and therapists that I will bring to you that want to get this word out. And so four years ago... um, we rounded up some pastors and some therapists and go, what do you guys think? Is this worthy of doing? And they all said yes. So we started collecting stories of uh, transformation in the field of trauma. And uh, to date, I think we've collected something like 150 different stories. Many of them uh, have been on this program over the last two and a half years. And uh, and so that's catching you up on who and what Five Stone Media is. We live by four words, and that's story, hope, healing, and change. And that's kind of who we are. We're a small nonprofit based in Minneapolis. So how receptive has the church community been to the uh, curriculum on mental health? Well, we we have that. That was our um, latest video series called Caring for Mental Health. And it's a 10-part series, and again, it's a collection of stories with commentary from pastors uh, and mental health professionals, and we have just rolled it out, so now we're training facilitators. And so we're one of the things we're finding is that it really is going to be just one church at a time that we need to approach because it's different. Um, coming out of the pandemic era, uh, as you know, Paul, pastors are overwhelmed with a lot of different things. And so our our idea, and I think what we want to do, is we want to train people to uh, learn how to come along others who are in pain and suffering. So it shouldn't be just up to pastors, right, to do the counseling. It shouldn't be up to therapists to do the counseling because um, clients are lined up outside their, you know, down the street, and they can't see everybody they need to see. So that leaves it up to the body of Christ. Is it our responsibility mm-hmm. to at least know what to say? And so that's that's the big thing that we have found is people don't say anything. Or to what those, not to say. Or what not to say. So mm-hmm. people don't say anything. And yeah. so oftentimes people that are uh, in trauma or depressed or they, they feel isolated even in the church because people don't know what to say to them. And so that's that's our hope and our goal is to just give some basics on, on how to do that with each other. And so that was the genesis leading up to a devotional that we 
uh, are coming out with now. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. God is always with you is the name of the devotional. I'm curious, uh, you, you come from the quote-unquote secular media. You've worked at ESPN and uh, Turner and different places. Um, and Christian media does not have a great reputation for quality. Is that fair? <laughs> Um, in some places, yeah, I I don't um, want to uh, throw I don't want to accuse. I understand all of that. I but, will I will then. Okay. Um, <laughs> is that been a hindrance to you at all? And is that something that actually maybe motivates you is to not fall into that trap of cranking that stuff out? It definitely motivates us that we want to just deliver some quality work, and it doesn't mean that we have to produce. Um, you know, a $20 million film. It just means that we want to do quality work. Um, when we do these interviews and we will gather these stories, we keep it really simple. Like, um, you know, the tendency now with with Instagram and, and uh, the social media things is to just do a lot of fast-paced jump cuts and you really lose the story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people know how to edit, but they don't know how to tell a story. So we purposely just keep this really simple. We have mm-hmm. a camera focused on the person telling the story, and uh, but we want it. Uh, you know, we we hire professionals to do this. Right, right. And everything you do is is really good. And so you were doing this series with John on his story, mm-hmm. uh, which took place in Minneapolis, but you went off to L.A. to shoot it, and God kind of put some pieces together to help you. Uh, do a quality production, right? Yeah. Well, yes. We uh, the actually the same weekend that I met John Turnipseed around this campfire, the keynote speaker that weekend was a Los Angeles pastor, Erwin McManus, mm-hmm. who, you know, he was a friend of some of my now colleagues, and Erwin said, "Look, it, I've got a lot of young, talented filmmakers in my congregation that are really just looking for a break. They're extremely talented. Mm -hmm. And I go, that sounds like a winner to me. And so he uh, found a guy that he thought would be a good director and uh, ended up writing and directing all three of our turnip seed films. First film we wanted shot here in Minneapolis because we wanted it to be authentic and to take place where it actually happened. And so that was 2008. So we we spent uh, we raised a lot of money because we had to fly the crew to Minneapolis and shoot everything here. And it was on film. We also wanted it to be authentic, and mm-hmm. so we shot it on film, which is a very expensive proposition. And then the next two, uh, actually, again, we thought there was only going to be one, but after a couple of years went by. Uh, we got an email from a warden of a prison in Louisiana that said, I showed the turnip seed film to the guys here, and they want to know what's next. So I go, well, we've got to finish this story. So I called our director, and uh, Jimmy Duke is his name, out in Los Angeles. I said, what are we going to do? He goes, all right. He goes, I will round up our crew. I'll have them work virtually for nothing. We'll shoot it here in Los Angeles. And so... Next thing we know, he secured the studio where the Boston Legal television series had been shot. They had just finished shooting, so the studio was available. They basically, for the cost of hiring security, gave it to us to shoot. And uh, so we did films two and three in the next two years. And what you couldn't have known is uh, that all of this tension in Minneapolis would be in the headlines. And all of a sudden, here you are doing (laughs) a story on the man who virtually ran that yeah. entire area as a gang leader yeah 
that burned on that, that summer uh, week. Yeah. It, well, and it, I mean, it's you can just look it up online, but John Turnipseed's family, uh, the Rolling 30s Bloods, basically controlled South Minneapolis, and Minneapolis at one time was called Murderapolis because of that, but that is the same area where all of the riots took place in 2020, and George Floyd murder took place in that same area, and so uh, that that has piqued the interest of uh, of other people out in Los Angeles. That you know, there's there's quite a story yet to be told, and we have a long way to go with telling that story, particularly of John Turnipseed. But it's a powerful story of transformation. Yeah, John's really a neat guy, and I remember sitting with him at a function, and I just asked him. I said, John, how do you day in and day out, reconcile all the things that you've done because he's done some bad stuff. And he just looked right at me and said, I just believe in the redemption of Christ. And that's yeah. as simple as that. And he lives by, he lives by that. For sure. John, um, you know, there's some, some men and women we work with that change their lives, but it's temporary because for whatever reason they they get back with kind of their old crew and they fall mm-hmm. back into some of their old ways but John you just knew he lived a transformed life and when he decided he was done with that he and this is documented in our films but he got down on his knees and he begged God you know mm-hmm. for another chance and he got those chances and now John has a tremendous amount of influence in Minneapolis and South Minneapolis and you know I count him as <clears throat> One of my best friends. I mean, the other irony of all this, Paul, is uh, we grew up in White Bear Lake, Minnesota, suburban town, um, very, um, a very white community, mm-hmm. and and now you know much of our work is is in the African American community, which John has been wonderfully patient with me in introducing me to that world. Yeah. The thing I like about John, too, is that he is very articulate, and he speaks with a lot of uh, wisdom. Like, um, you know, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know that this guy had been through all that. He's also the best-dressed man in town. <laughs> he makes sure of that. <laughs> he, You hardly will ever see him out of a suit and tie. That's right. Anywhere. I, I And I don't know if he sleeps in that or not, but very He's, seldom is he ever outside of that. All right, so you've had a couple books come out of that as well, and you have yep. a, a new one that's uh, just just hot off the press called, called God is Always With You. It's a devotional, 31 Days of Hope, Healing for Grief and Loss. Tell me the what gave birth to this project. Well, the publisher, so we had published a, a, a book, an autobiography of John Turnipseed back in 2016 called Bloodline, and it was done by a publisher called Broad Street uh, Publishing which is based here in Minneapolis. And uh, the owner of Broad Street, his name is Carlton Garborg. Uh, We've become friends over the years. And as he saw us collect these stories, he came back to me and he goes, you know, would you be interested in compiling some of these stories into a devotional to help people? And I said, "Eh, I don't know if we're ready for that. And then he came back a second time and I said, I don't know if we're ready for that. Mm -hmm. And then we finally had lunch and I think I, th- you know, I said I think we have enough stories now to to a good sample of different sections and different kinds of grief and loss, and and so that was the genesis. And then my um, production partner is Lee Bailey Sealer, who's a terrific writer in his own 
right. Uh, he started along with a part-time employee of ours named John Wagey. They started collecting these stories. So how do you how do you weed down 150 stories into 31 days of stories? And that's hard. And so that might be volume two and volume three by the time you know we do that. But we but we want a representation on different forms of loss and grief. And so that's you know we had to pick certain stories. Uh, and you're you're part of that, Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only with a couple of stories, but you're also one of our uh, commentators uh, on the pastoral side too. Well, I, th- I find it really helpful to have focused uh, devotional material. Diane Langberg, who we both are aware of, who's been a guest here, very well known on the trauma side of things, has put out a devotional for counselors who deal with trauma victims and for pastors, and I find that to be terrifically helpful. And so I think this book will be uh, really meaningful to a lot of people because it does cover such a wide variety of stories, but there's a common thread in all of them. Yeah, and and one of the common threads is the people that we interview, uh, they all have sort of a common story in how the church has reacted to their trauma. Mm-hmm. And many of those reactions were, um, you are not praying hard enough. Um you know, if you had a little more faith, this wouldn't be happening to you. So what happens when that happens, right? It just drives you deeper into your yeah. grief and, and isolation, and isolation, loneliness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so we want to um, – so they all have said, if my story can help one other person, I want to tell that story. And so for many of these people, it's the first time they've ever told their story publicly. And they've all done just a wonderful job of being really honest and, and forthright. And and so it's to help other people. It's not to call attention to their story at all, but it's so that person that's going through that. So we break it down. So it's it's grief and loss. We break it down into six, sec- six sections. So, for instance, um, the loss of a spouse, the loss of a marriage, the loss of a young child, the loss of an adult child. Mm-hmm. The loss of innocence. We have some stories of people that have lost their innocence because of abuse and child abuse, et cetera, et cetera. The loss of mental health. And um, many, many of these people fall into multiple categories or they start out in one category, right? And because of their loss, yeah. because of the loss of innocence, then they fall into yeah. the loss of mental health. Well, and there's re-victimization. Right? There's all of that yeah. going on. Yeah. And so we, you know, we have eight different sections. It's 31 days. It's really easy reading. Um, but but some of the stories are so powerful. You know, we've got, um, you know, just the, the loss of a spouse can be Julie Hall, who's a therapist who mm-hmm. watched her husband die, who's been on this show, and she just recently remarried. But she talks, she, she became a therapist because she couldn't get help. And right. so she wanted to offer help for grief and so Mm -hmm. she's become a real expert on the topic of grief you know so um again 31 stories of just some of it's just gut-wrenching yeah um you know some of it's uh, sexual abuse Mm -hmm. as a child some of it's sexual abuse within a marriage Mm -hmm. multiple marriages but there's a redemption to all of that and so we'll have uh, pastors and mental health professionals that work with us on a regular basis offer 
help and commentary. So it's, we don't just leave the story open-ended, right? So there's there's got to be a way to get from point A to point B. Yeah, and there's a summary in each after each story, and there's scripture to go along with it. Yeah. Um, and, and what I find interesting is I've been around this, uh, you know, not nearly as in-depth as you, but just long enough to see some of these people that you're referring to and to watch them move forward in their lives yeah. is really, really intriguing because, you know, when when they appear here or on one of the videos that you shot, they're devastated. They're trying to get their story out. They're crying. Two or three years later, they're starting to get their you know their feet under them. God is redeeming that, and it's it's really exciting to see lives change. And it's a complete joy, yeah, um, to watch them develop as people. I mean, I've I've had people. So my my background is secular television, and I'm around. I've been around that world for 30 years, and you talk about people that are just me-oriented, and and so now I have you know people say, well, how can you be around people that are you know have stories like that all the time? I go, well, it's a joy to be around them because number one, they're real people. I mean, they're living real lives, and to watch them progress as people, to watch, I mean, we all have a story to tell. Everybody has a story to tell. Mm-hmm. If we would just recognize that but but when they do tell their story something happens to them mm-hmm. right yeah and, it's healing for it them. is very and, and you yeah. know that too yeah every time you talk about the um tragedies that happen in your life it's painful to talk about it and there's an incredible healing that comes with that each time and and so you begin to talk about it with less and less pain each time yeah. Um, but, you know, these people are also reliving it, and it, it, it's hard. But the book itself is not the least bit um, depressing. It's hopeful. It's yeah. um, it's just real. And yeah. I think we need more real, especially in the culture we're living in right now. Yeah, for sure. We have, you know, we get comments from people that have even read early editions that we've got out, and it's it's unbelievable. It's like, you know, God led me to this one chapter and it's exactly what I needed to read, and, and now I, I'm excited to read the rest of the chapters. And it's it's 31 days, so it's not uh, it's not a long process to get through it. Right. We'll talk about how to get it in just a moment. But what's okay. next for Five Stone Media down the road? Well, um, <laughs> we stay busy for a very small staff, but our next series that we are uh, in development of right now is on recovery. It's called Exploring a Recovery, and we are we are piloting again. It's stories. Uh, story-based, and it's really simple stuff. It's people that um, have been through recovery telling their story, and then then we discuss it, okay? And so there's a church here in the Twin Cities that is piloting it for us. Uh, We've had really, really positive results from the pilot. So our next uh, goal now is to actually finish that curriculum. So we still have a lot of interviews to shoot. We have a lot of editing and writing to do on it. But that's, that's kind of what's next for us. All right, if I want to make a donation to Five Stone Media and help you along, because, again, this is a nonprofit, um, and uh, how am I going to get in touch with the organization? And and before I answer that, I, I just want to say, as an organization, we made a decision this past year that all of our resources, um, we just want to give them away. We right. don't want money to get in the way of any of our group resources. Our video resources are all just given away, so you can log on. For that, to lifesupportresources.org and register and have access to all of our video resources. As far as access to the book, um, you know, it's available in Target stores. and But you can, the easiest way to find it is fivestonemedia.com. Just spell it out, fivestonemedia.com, and there's a link that you can get to the book. 
or Barnes and Noble, you know, uh, mm-hmm. again, Target stores, some of your popular stores like that. And I think in this day and age, your video material is really helpful because video is such an important part of what we do in church. It's also the most expensive yeah. part of doing church. And I think a, a lot of churches uh, struggle to find video content, and you're offering really solid biblical content that could be used for small groups, it could be used for sermon illustrations. Uh, it could be used for a lot of different things. Yeah, I know you've done a whole series yeah. using illustrations from these videos. So right. we have all different categories uh, for pastors to get in and, and tell a story. So if, if they want to you know, deliver a message about depression or anxiety or whatever, they just get on. There's We have a video that they can use as a sermon starter. If they don't have – so a lot of our churches are really small churches, right? So they yep. may not have the capacity to shoot some of their own videos. Right. So we have that for them. And, again, it's no cost to them. And you're on Right Now Media, correct? We are. Yeah. Uh, uh, our prison curriculum, Lifeblood, and then we have another curriculum, which I haven't even talked about, was called The Worst Loss. That's with Right Now Media. And you know, so if your church subscribes to that, you can get that there. All right, good enough. So the book is called God is Always With You, 31 Days of Hope. Healing for Grief and Loss. Again, fivestonemedia.com, or you can just go to a bookstore and check it out as well. But it's well worth the time. Steve, thanks a lot for being here. I appreciate it. And uh, remember that um, the reason Five Stone Media exists is to tell stories about redemption. And that's what we're here for. We're here to give you hope that Jesus can take you through any fire that's going on in your life. And you can come out the other side, and there's proof of that in this book and in other places, too. So it's fivestonemedia.com. We want to thank Faith Radio as well for allowing us to do this program at myfaithradio.com. And I really appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on Life Support. to this life support podcast these conversations are available because of listener support you can make a gift now at myfaithradio.com to avoid missing future editions of life support subscribe to the podcast today at itunes or your podcast player and thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support